0: This is the Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe PagS. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. Fun interview, hour number two. It'll be uh, uh, Alana Nash. She wrote a book about Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis Presley. And we compare and contrast to what you see in the movie, what we know about that relationship, and much more. And you know what an Elvis geek I am, so um, I thought it was appropriate, because of the timing of the movie as well, to have her on. Just a fun conversation. Make sure you stick around for that. I'm going to talk about school lunches in a minute. We've got uh, Klaus Schwab and why I should give a beep about what he thinks. We'll do that as well. And uh, Steve Bannon, I guess, is in some hot water. I guess he couldn't get away with it. Like Eric Holder got away with it, which is interesting as well. That much more as we get going on a Friday. Oh, give me some strings. Horn section. That was me. That was a lot of fiber today. Right, Carrie? Way to go. What day is it anyway? Where is Bob Guthrie? Let's do it. Friday. My man. Thank God it's. Friday. Thank God it is Friday. Yes, it is. Friday. Thank God, God it's. Friday. Thank God it is Friday. Let's make it a Free Speech Friday. Let's go. Free speech Friday. You betcha. That is Chocolate Voice. How you doing, Kerry? You good? All right. Made it to Friday. That's Polo. Get it done. Sam in the hizzy. Had a guy write me today, Kerry. He said I'm confused. So, Carrie Carrie is your daughter, <laughs> and she answers the phones, and she's running for governor of Arizona.
1: What? Said, what? Oh, that was a serious email.
0: What? I mean, what? The guy was like, I'm, I'm a little older. I'm just trying to follow what's going on. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah. So I guess people are assuming that your last name could be spelled L-A-K-E. We just pronounce it funny or something. No. Yeah, Carrie Lockie is my news anchor, and uh, and my general, generally just a pain in my ass. Mm-hmm. Um. Sam is my daughter, who's my executive producer and screens the calls. And Carrie Lake is the former news anchor who's running for governor of the great state of Arizona.
1: There you go. That's it. Three Thought I would clear all that up. Different people.
0: Yeah. Very different people. Very different. Two, I am young not enough, a enough to be your daughter. However. What's that? I am young enough to be your mm, daughter. Yeah, see, now people, listen. It works to an extent, but when you push it that far, people know <laughs> you, you lie. too far? Okay. <laughs> I think it's a little too far. I think it is. Dang All right. Uh, 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Yeah, you're, I think you'll like this interview in hour number two. Maybe not. I mean, are you, are you a big Elvis person? Probably not, right?
1: I'm not as big as you are.
0: Have you really just, though, watched some of the performances? If you just hear his music, it's different.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was a great performer. I love, love some of those songs.
0: Like, Bon Jovi pales in compare. It, you know what I mean?
1: To Elvis Presley? I don't, You can't compare any other Exactly right. to Elvis Presley. Exactly,
0: exactly right. Yeah. Um, it, it's a fun conversation because I don't remember anybody except for Ted Koppel on Nightline. You ever watched the Nightline? Oh,
1: yeah. When I was a kid, yeah. I thought
0: Ted, oh, you were a kid. Come on. You were 30. I was. I was about? not 30. Uh, he interviewed Colonel Parker, who wasn't a colonel at all, wasn't even a Parker, um interviewed him in 1987 on the 10th anniversary of elvis's death and it was an interesting conversation because he was still sort of like hawking the stuff he's still sort of trying to sell stuff it was very interesting Mm -hmm. this this woman that i interviewed today who wrote the book about the relationship between parker and elvis and wrote it some time back she didn't write because of the movie um she got to interview him for like six hours like three hours uh, twice and i was like really That guy, like, didn't sit down and talk to anybody. It's very interesting. So we get into a lot of the the, the idiosyncrasies, what the movie gets wrong. Um, If you've seen the movie, um, and there are no spoilers because Elvis' life is known, there are a lot of things in the movie that are are dramatic sort of um, license, to be honest. Um, One of which is Colonel Tom Parker had some thick Dutch accent, which he didn't. Um, And I don't know why Tom Hanks does that accent the whole movie. Are you ready to fly? It's very strange the way that he's speaking in the movie because Parker, um, was this sort of guy who wanted you to think he was from the South of America, not South America, but the Southern part of America, the United States. And he always had the hat on the cowboy hat on, and you might be able to detect a little bit of an accent here and there. If he said a word a little bit weird, uh, but he didn't speak like Hanks does in the movie, which is interesting. And again, I was not somebody who was going to go and see the movie because I don't think Austin Butler looks enough like Elvis Presley, but I'm told by Priscilla and I'm told by now Alana Nash, who's seen the movie four times, that I should see it, then I can make my decisions afterwards. Carrie, are you going to see it or not?
1: Um, maybe when it comes out on a streaming service, probably.
0: You won't, get the, you won't get the theater experience? No,
1: probably not for this one.
0: Music and all that? Yeah. Paul you're a movie aficionado, but more of an action guy, I think. Are you going to see this? Probably not. Are you a fan of Elvis at all, or you just don't care? No, he's cool. I mean, I just, I'll see it maybe when it comes out, like on a streaming service or something, but I don't think I'll go watch it at the movies. Sam, you grew up with an Elvis fanatic in your dad. Um, uh, I, I But I don't know how big an Elvis fan you are or are not. I mean, you you met I, Priscilla. That was cool.
1: That was cool. I, I really do like watching Elvis. I actually find myself watching a lot of his, I, I wouldn't call them music videos, but performance Their performances. Videos. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but i wouldn't go to a theater to see any biopic i don't think i I will watch it but i'll I'll wait until I can watch it in my underwear
0: Wow, good talk, good talk um so again, you get that from your mom so um the I think the last biopic I saw and I may or may not be aging myself, and i gotta be honest with you i don't care was was Amadeus I think that's the last oh, one wow. that I can think of, which had to be eighties five or six maybe 87, something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sitting there, and as a music guy in college, and as interested as I, I was in the genius of of Mozart, um, it's three hours in, I'm like, I gotta go. I mean, this is this is way too long. And I understand the Elvis movie's two and a half hours, but because I'm such an Elvis fan, I'm sure that I won't, it won't bother me. But uh, that movie must have been three hours long, and Tom Hulse, not, not, not to be confused with Hanks, um, was the, I believe he was the star of it, and did a great job. But, I mean, enough. Okay, all right, I've seen it. All right, I got it. You know what I mean? I got the story. Um, so, this one, I hope it doesn't go too long. I feel like I'll be fine with it. I hear there's a four-hour version that Baz Luhrmann, the guy who made the movie, is considering putting out. Um, maybe on a streaming service or something. But the one the one thing that's making me think about possibly going to a theater, and you know I don't like doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think the last time I was at a theater was when I was in the movie Four Blood Moons, where Polo got an important phone call in the middle of the movie. Dude, that was a long time ago. Go back to the movie. But I don't think I've gone to the theater since then. Maybe I don't think so though. I think when they were opening up the big lounge chair theaters, like on Bandera Road in San Antonio, for those who are around the country, um, we're based in San Antonio. I think I went there just for the grand opening to see what it would be like. But I don't think I saw Paula. You're 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 bullying up to the mic. Did, did I see something since then?
2: Didn't you go to Florida to for movie premiere?
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, that was inside of Mar-a-Lago. I wasn't in a, in a theater. Oh. I was in like a, I was in like the banquet room. You know okay. what I mean? So I guess I guess you'd call it a theater. I did see it like with an audience. But um, I think I would go to the theater for the simple fact that as good as like a home theater system might be, it can't possibly be as good as hearing it in a theater. You know what I mean? Like those okay. speakers, those that system is unbelievable in the theaters if they do it right. Now, if you go to it and it sounds like crap, maybe it wouldn't have been worth it. So now, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sort up movie. in the air. About is it, it
1: Elvis or in this guy's lip syncing, or is he singing in it?
0: Great question, young Elvis. And this is really intriguing because I saw his his screen test. Austin Butler is singing the young Elvis stuff, and okay. I actually see him playing the guitar and singing "That's All Right, Mama," um, and he sounds a lot like young Elvis. He does a really good job with that. The older stuff is all Elvis. And he's lip syncing. Oh, okay. um, so, yeah, it, it's, uh, so that'll be interesting as well. You got to have a lot of talent to sound like young Elvis. Now, I can, when I put it on, sound like older, fat Elvis, <laughs> if you will. Um, but I could never sing the, the young Elvis songs. His voice was higher. He did a different thing in how he sang. So, it was very impressive to me to, to see him and listen to him do That's All Right Mama. So, again, I don't know. And I'm not really sure when the transition happens. Because, you know, a big part of the movie is the 68 comeback special where he's wearing the black leather. I don't know that that Austin Butler sings those parts. I can look it up and find out. But um, I know that the the like the like 1950s Elvis, he's singing those songs.
1: Hmm. Okay. Good question. Interesting. For, way to bring the
0: question there, Lockie. Mm, thank you. So, um, I, 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 interesting conversation in hour number two. Hopefully people stick around for that. Now, I don't want to do a bunch of Elvis stuff now. I want to start out with something very different. Because uh, my wife told me that that the, the school lunch is now going to be $3.40. And maybe I'm missing something, but $3.40 for school lunch, unless you're on the reduced lunch program, which I'm told is $0.40, Carrie. $0.40. Okay. So let me go to a place that I've gone before, and I'm not being mean, I'm not being uncaring, but I do want to spend a couple of minutes on this because it doesn't make sense to me. I am for babies being born. I talk about that all the time. Once you have the child and you made that decision, then- and you you procreated, and the child gets to be school age, I think that the one thing that you should be responsible for, well, the first thing you should be responsible for, is giving the child food. I don't understand why anybody would parent a child and then not have the ability to give the child food. And let me say this. I think that parents do have the ability to feed their children. In this country, there's very little hunger. I mean, maybe people are hungry, but there's very little starvation. People aren't dying in the streets of malnutrition. We will, as a community, take care of the child if the parent can't feed that child. But it's very rare. I think that asking a parent to give a a roof over the head, to give heat in the wintertime, cool in the summertime, although it's not as important um, because people live through that without any air conditioning for a long time. But you could always make heat with fire and so on to give food and drink. He's not asking much. I think that that's offering that that's actually the bare minimum: food, drink, roof, and 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 heat, uh, and clothing. All right, let's those, okay. You should clothe them as well. But for some reason, in this day and age, we are giving people not only reduced lunch; we're giving free lunch to almost everybody in some districts. We're giving free breakfast to almost everybody in in some districts, and free dinner to a lot of people in some districts. And I'm paying for it, and you're paying for it, through our property taxes, which are astronomical right now. They're they're le- legitimately nuts. There's something wrong, I'm, I'm gonna say this to anybody who's listening at a county treasurer's or or, or a county clerk's office, you, you can all honestly line up and start puckering up, because I don't understand what you're doing. The assessments for the properties are, are through the roof, property taxes through the roof, Paying for education through the roof. We're building these palatial uh, institutes for education for elementary school kids, and we're giving free lunch to almost everybody. And those of us who could afford to pay for the lunch, you're going to pay $340, which is not a ton of money for a lunch. I have no problem paying for my kid to eat, as long as everybody else is paying for their kid to eat. The reduced lunch is 40 cents. Free lunch is free. Free breakfast offers are almost almost everywhere. Free dinner almost everywhere. Even through the summertime. They're offering this at the local school. Who's paying for it? The taxpayers are paying for it. And I have one simple question. You have these children. Why can't you feed them? Feed your children. Now, there are some listening to me right now Go, boy, he's mean. Boy, I guess he's made it a little bit in life. He could afford to feed his kids. Who is he to tell me I have to feed my kids? Listen to how stupid you sound. Feed your children. That was never even a consideration. Now, growing up, when I went to school, long time ago, it started in the 1970s, and I graduated in 1984. Of course, there was the occasional kid who had the card that was like the free lunch program. It was very, very rare. And the families were always embarrassed to have to go there, but they were so poverty-stricken that they needed it. And again, I'm okay with helping people who truly are in need. Now we're just giving it away to everybody. Even people who can afford it, we're just giving it away to everybody. And people are not, not only are they not embarrassed by it, they think they're owed this or something. It's very weird. Food stamps used to be big, fat, different colored pieces of paper that you would be embarrassed to use at the grocery store. You know you have now? A card that you can swipe as if it's your debit card or a credit card. Feed your freaking family. Feed your, feed your freaking kids. What is wrong with you? And how many times do we hear this story? Somebody goes to the grocery store, they're using the EBT card, or they're using the welfare or something else to to, to buy the the basics, and then they buy themselves some cigarettes, maybe some alcohol, maybe some lobster and porterhouse, and and, and I'm going, what are we doing? Any society, any caring, loving society, any caring, loving family should at the bare minimum feed their kids and stop turning to me to feed your kids because I'm truly confused why we're now making the choice that it's 40 cents for reduced lunch, $3 more if you want to pay for your lunch, or we'll give it to you for free if you can prove know what the hell they're proving because nobody is starving in my neighborhood. Nobody is, is on the street going, please give me food. Nobody's doing that because it, it's, it's not something that's a thing. And I think we need to pull back. And all this free crap that we're giving out. Keep in mind, if you're getting the free crap, you're not gaming the system. The system is gaming you. Because they're going to come back and say, hey, we gave you all that free crap and we fed your kids. you got to vote for us now. This is about power and control. Control your own life. Enjoy your own freedom. Enjoy the American opportunities that are available. And stop taking from the government. And if you're going to have kids, let me say it again. Talking directly to the parents that are making babies. Feed your kid. Not asking much. 888-941-PAGS. Eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven. 941 7247 JoePags.com. Stay here. Joe Pags. Families have a lot going on. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. If you'd like to opine about free lunches and what I just had to say, you can't get through the phone lines because they're they're busy. may get one to drop here or there. Keep trying. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247, 888 but always go to the website, JoePags.com, and scroll down to the bottom, click on contact. You can send me an email, and I'll try to get that on the air as well, or uh, I'll, I'll at least take a look at it. just had a lady write me, and I knew this was coming almost immediately. Oh, we were on, on a reduced lunch program for seven years, and we never voted Democrat. And, so, and then her husband had a disease, and that's why they were, I said it. I said, we are always going to help those who truly are in need. We're giving it to everybody who aren't in need. And I just had Jennifer write me a, um, she's a former teacher in Texas, wrote me a note over on Twitter, and and she said, to get free lunch, you had to get food stamps. That was the requirement in Texas, which is stupid, because if you have food stamps, use that to feed your kids. Make them a lunch to take to school. Bag that lunch. Brown bag it. Do what you got to do. But the idea I'm going to give you food stamps that you're not going to use to feed your kids, and then your kids get to eat for free in school. What, what are we What are we doing? It just seems backward to me. All right, I'll take your phone calls in a second. Let me tell you about Dick Morris's new book. You know, last week, the new book came out, and it says Donald Trump is running for president, and right now, right after that, that is, President Trump said it's not a matter of if. But a matter of when. So you need to get Dick Morris's new bestseller. It's called The Return. It reveals Trump's secret plan for 2024, his real reason for running, and his coming big surprise. Morris says Trump still faces three threats, and he also claims Hillary Clinton is going to run again. Yep, that Hillary, he's talking about a rematch. Newsmax says The Return is the best book of the year, already a number one Amazon bestseller. The Return gives you Trump's plan. The big media, big tech, and deep state want to stop Trump, but The Return shows Trump will triumph. Get Dick Morris' The Return. It's at bookstores everywhere, or see the free offer right now from Newsmax and save almost $28. Go to the return 911com thereturn911.com. That's thereturn911.com. Get this book. Again, Dick Morris says Trump is running again. He says Hillary Clinton is going to be running again. going to be very interesting. Get the return right now. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking uh, taking the time. It's going to be Todd in Wichita. Todd, what's going on? Hi.
2: Hey, Joe. Hey. I've been a teacher for a number of years in the largest school district in this state. And uh, as I, first of all, know the, the system that they choose, the free and reduced lunches, it's basically ticking a box on a form that allows these parents to get the free Mostly free. It's, it's very little reduced lunches. Either they pay for it or they get it free. And my district, Wichita school district has, you know, well over 50, 60% free and reduced or free lunches and no one checks it. They tick a box and that's it. The parent gets the free lunch and it's breakfast, lunch and dinner. Like you said, and they box them up on the Fridays for them to send home on the weekend. And the kids and parents can drive through a little, a line in the summer, like it's Chick-fil-A and just pick up a box of food ridiculous
0: well it is not ridiculous that, well todd it's ridiculous because lunchroom. it's 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 for socialism nobody asked my opinion on this yet they're taking it out of my tax dollars
2: that's right and i don't get fed for it i have to pay for my family and my two kids dinners and lunches and breakfasts, and i work for them not only that when you go through the lunchroom at during the lunchtime in the cafeteria and the different periods of the grade levels there is nothing but food filling those trash cans not the little foam trays not the napkins not the milk cartons food full apples full oranges, full food, full pieces of this, full everything, fill in those trash cans. So I I honestly venture to say 60 to 75% of the food that that gets handed to the kids just goes right back in the trash can. So it's just getting wasted.
0: Todd, I hear you, and I appreciate you calling in. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. There should not be any free lunch whatsoever unless there is a desperate situation where a parent can't feed their kid. You need to be able to feed your children. Give me a break. I'll emb- you should be embarrassed. Joe Paggs coming back.
2: You're listening to Joe Pags.
0: Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time. Lots going on, lots to get to. It is the Joe Pag Show. Uh, Carrie, have we have we mentioned Steve Bannon yet today?
1: Mm, not yet.
0: Yeah, I got an email from some idiot who says, Thanks for mentioning Bannon. I can't wait for them to lock him up. And Trump too. Carrie, I really do think um, that they know what time I'm on, mm-hmm. but don't listen at all. <laughs> and then make Probably an assumption right. about what I would say off the top. Because off the top unlike probably every other radio show in the country who probably started with Bannon after the, his deal today um, we started with Elvis the colonel and then food food and, and lunches yeah I
1: haven't talked about Bannon
0: yet yeah. you know because I mean and I did I wrote back I didn't yell at the guy to argue I just said serious question have you ever listened to my show because <laughs> this is one of those idiots that writes me all the time he's obsessed oh okay But now I'm starting to figure he's got sort of this mailing list that he sends to every talk show host, assuming that he knows what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And uh, that guy goes on the banning list. I mean, it's it's that simple. You just block him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't have the time. Exactly. Don't have the time. All right. Before we hit the break, we were talking about school lunches. And I made this very direct statement, and I mean it. If you make children and you make a family, feed them. I'm, I'm not... I'm not asking you to do anything above and beyond. It doesn't have to be an elaborate dinner every night, an elaborate lunch, an elaborate breakfast. Give them some food. Give them some nourishment to get through their day. We don't want to continue to go back to taxpayer funding to feed everybody at school, which just injects more money into the public school system that in many instances is failing. In many instances, it's doing well. But in many instances, it's failing. The Department of Education should never have existed at the federal level. That should be up to the states. And again, if somebody's in desperate need and they're malnourished, because have you seen some of these kids on the free lunch program? And you know where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. Have you seen them? I, I have, yeah. I, I'm. You don't have to respond to this, but I'm going to say it. A lot of little fat kids. How how are you fat if you you you're not uh, you can't afford to eat? I'm not sure I understand. And this is this is very simply calories in, calories out. You are eating plenty enough to sustain yourself. In fact, you're eating so much that your body is storing the excess food you're eating. And I'm paying for your breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Man, come on now. And it's not the kids aren't doing it. It's the parents that are taking this handout and then they're expected to vote a certain way. Feed your children. Feed your family. Put a roof over your family's head and give them clothing. I don't think we're asking a lot here. I really don't. A lot of people want to be heard on this, and I'm certainly willing to hear you. And if you want to debate me, let's go. Let's debate how I should be feeding the entire community. Let's debate that. Because if I want to give some money to the food bank or to St. Jude or to fill in the blank to, to Elf Louise, I'll do that. And in fact, I do. So wh- why should I then be forced through government compulsory rules to fa- to pay for a school lunch or to feed your kids with my money? What is wrong with you? How do you go to bed at night and think to yourself, yep, got that free food off a of Lockheed today? No, 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 no. You should go to bed at night going, yep, I worked my ass off. I'm tired. I can sleep now because I earned enough money to take care of my family. I don't think that's asking a lot. Let me go to the phone lines. Let me say hello and welcome to line one. Edward, Texas, talk to me.
2: Hey, Joe. Uh, hey. Joe, so he, 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 you just brought up a, a good point earlier about the property taxes, you know, going through the roof. Yes. How are, how how else do you expect all these Democrat run cities to take care of the the crazy influx of illegal immigrants? I don't want them to. OK, yeah. they, I don't want them to either. But guess, guess what they're going to be doing? They're going to be sending them to public schools here. Our system is going to be is already overwhelmed. It's even going to be more overwhelmed, Joe. OK, so who do you really think these free lunches are for?
0: Well, it's not just for the illegal Im- it's not uh, just yeah. for illegal immigrant kids because when I was growing hey, no, up there, yeah. there wasn't there yep. wasn't hello, there wasn't this influx when I was growing up and they were still free lunch it's just gotten exponentially worse so yes the the influx of illegal kids certainly is hurting the system and making it worse. And I think that the liberals probably set this system up so they could, they could uh, not only educate them, but feed these kids as well. But it's not just them, because everybody is now being handed the, uh, uh, the, this thing that you can just, just check the box. There are entire schools that don't, don't even have that many illegals at all that are giving everybody free lunch because it means more money from the Fed. That's why they're doing it. I hear you. It's a problem. I agree with you. It's a problem. We shouldn't be feeding them, but we shouldn't be giving free lunch to anybody. Who has parents or has guardians that should be feeding them?
2: Absolutely, I agree,
0: Joe. You demand Edward. I appreciate it. Let, let me make this clear. I don't think we should be educating the children of illegal aliens. I had this conversation with um, with Governor Abbott. It got a hundred thousand hits almost immediately because all the left media picked it up and said that Governor Greg Abbott of Texas doesn't want, um, or he wants to pull education. From the children of migrants is what they were all reporting. And it's not what he said. What he said was we should revisit Plyer versus Doe, which was the case that said if you live in the district, you get to have a free public education in the district. I think that was incorrectly decided. And Abbott didn't say he wanted the kids out of school and didn't want to teach them. What he said was the federal government should be paying for it because they have the purview over immigration and naturalization. He said Texans should not be burdened with that. The federal government should do it. you want to you want to let all these illegal aliens in you want to educate your kids you pay for it. don't make us pay for it. That's what he said. They all lied about it. So is it a problem that we have to add classes that have ESL, which is English as a second language? Yes there are there are wait there's a flood of kids coming in that don't speak English. Most of them speak Spanish. Many of them speak other languages. And then those same kids get free lunch, they get free education, special classes because they can't speak the language of the land, and then free lunch and free dinner and free breakfast all year round, even if school isn't in session. And I'm gonna I'm going to raise the red flag. Hey, there's a problem here. We can't afford this. You're pricing us out of our own homes. And the property taxes are sick right now. The federal government wants to put all these kids in schools, in public schools, and you don't want to challenge Plyer versus Doe that said, "These, these kids get to go to school. Well, then you pay for it. That's not asking a lot. You pay for the education. You pay back any city, any state that's dealing with this because it is absolutely out of control. And... I'm not just saying it because it's fun to say it on the radio. I'm saying it because I want real change. And how do you change that? How do you stop the ability of anybody and everyone to show up and get some free food on you? It would be like, I want you to think about it this way. Because those of you who are like, oh man, he's really mean to food. Oh. Think about it this way. Every single day, you have a family knock on your door and say, hey, i need some money for breakfast, lunch, and dinner today. And you reaching into your pocket, taking out some money, and handing it to them. Would you be okay with that? I wouldn't be. I'd be like, screw you. I'm feeding my family. You feed your own family. But because it just disappears in property taxes, because it just disappears in whatever withholding they have on your check, you don't even see it. So you don't feel it. I want you to really think about that. Somebody comes to your door every day and says, I'm going to need some, some money for food. And, and it's, a, it's a mother, a father, and a fat little kid. And you got to feed the, the, the kid who's overweight. Just because. Because you exist. Now, if they want to feed him, they want him to be overweight. Whatever. If they don't want him to exercise and let him play on on video games all day, and he's uh, overweight, that's that's between them. Don't make me pay for your for your food. You gotta be kidding me. Let me go back at it. It's going to be California and Richard. Richard, what's up?
1: Hey Joe. Uh, so I was telling Sam years and years and years ago, I was actually on food stamps. Um, I was going through a hard time and all that, and uh, it was it was embarrassing because at that time. Like you said, it was the monopoly money, like I used to call it. Right. And you had to tear out, the, tear out the pages and count it all out and everything. You just felt like everybody's waiting on you at the line, and, and you, you know, you're just being stared at.
0: Ah, Richard, I think I lost you. It was a good call, though. I, I appreciate that. I mean, it's true. It should be embarrassing to have to get a handout, and that embarrassment enables you to, to, to work harder earn more, figure out a way, it gives you strength. What is the saying? Sam wrote it to me the other day, because I can paraphrase it. I think it's hard times make strong men and and uh, easy times make weak men, something like that. We're making it easier for people to not try harder. The government's like, oh, why, why are you trying hard? Don't worry about it. Yeah, but it's embarrassing to have these different color monopoly money-looking things. Yeah, we'll give you a credit card. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but I, can all, I can't I can get prepared food. I can only get unprepared food. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll let the EBT be taken by, you know, fill in the blank restaurant. Because it used to be the, the big giant money that didn't look like money. You couldn't buy anything that wasn't like in a category of unprepared food. Today, you buy anything you want with it. It's just a card with some money on it. It's very strange. And we're not going the other way and trying to rectify it. We're literally telling every American, don't worry, we'll feed you. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? If you, in fact, give the government the ability to feed you every day, tell you how much you can make, what kind of a vehicle you can drive, what kind of energy can be in that vehicle, where you should live. Don't you get it? Your freedom's gone. You are you are ceding your freedom to them. You're telling them you know better you're smarter, you're better looking, you're wiser, you're, you you have control of the money. No, we have control of the money. We have control of our freedom. You're giving up your freedom. I am not living in Section 8 housing. If you are, get out as soon as you can. I'm not on food stamps. If you are, get off. I'm not on the SNAP program, same thing. If you are, stop it. My kids don't get free lunch in school. If yours do, make it stop. Because with every one of those things that you ju- that you do that I just said, you will become more free and less beholden by the government. Because the government can tell you which Section Eight house to live in, can tell you what your kids going to have for lunch and breakfast and dinner, going to tell you where you can work, what you can drive, how much gasoline you can use. You want that? For you to feel like you're you you've somehow gamed the system today, you want to give up freedom for the for the next generations? Come on, man. 941 Pags, JoePags.com. We're coming right back. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you the Joe Pag show next hour. Alana Nash, she um, wrote a book about Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis Presley, the very complicated, interesting relationship therein. And uh, with Elvis now getting a resurgence in popularity because of the movie that's out, we thought we'd have a conversation. A lot of fun for me, big Elvis fan, but I think a lot of people will be interested in what she has to say because we don't really learn much about, about the Colonel in the movie from what I understand. I mean, we learn what the, the movie wants us to think about Colonel Tom Parker, but who really was the guy? So um, we'll find out from her. She actually had conversations with him um, some years ago, and it's a very interesting uh, uh, talk for sure. Make sure you stick around. Let me tell you about the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. Have you gotten the three-pack yet? I hope so. It uses Oxy technology, quickly destroying viruses, odors, mold, and more. People all over the nation raving about how well the thunderstorm freshens their homes. It leaves the the scent and the, the cleanliness as if a thunderstorm just came through. Okay, musty, mildewy smells just vanish. After a few seconds with a thunderstorm being on, over 265,000 of these have been sold. You know it works. Any odor is going to disappear when you use the thunderstorm. Odors like... Litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, a whole lot more, no match. And best of all, you don't have to pay for filters. You do no filters to buy. That's it. You buy it, you plug it in, you're all set. You can save two hundred dollars on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm, three pack for the whole home protection. Get three units for under two hundred dollars, a fraction of the cost compared to other air purifiers they can go for over six hundred dollars. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, your family room kitchen or anywhere else you need clean fresh air, go to Edenpuredeals.com, Edenpuredeals.com and put in discount code PAGS3, PAGS three, P A G S, the number three, to save two hundred dollars. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS three, shipping is free. We go to the phone lines, want to wrap it up on, on school lunches, free lunches, on on having yourself completely connected to and reliant on the government for food, for for your housing for where you work, how much money you make, what you can drive, what you pay. I mean, enough already. Realize that you're not getting away with something. What you're doing is you're giving up your freedom every single time. It's going to be uh, Kathy in Missouri. Kathy, what's going on? Hi,
1: Joe. Hi. Um, I was a, uh, a, I am a retired school teacher, and I've been retired about eight years. And I worked at a Title I school, and it was during the Obama era. And, again, we had the free lunches, free breakfast, free dinner, and we even had free snacks, but there was so much left over. I ate with the kids, fruit or carrots or whatever it was. But what really bothered the teachers a lot was that we would see some of these moms coming in with their $40, $50 manicures yeah. and their hair done as a stylist, and we were paying for all this.
0: Oh, I'm with you. No, I mean, we've seen this at the grocery store where somebody's paying with an EBT card and they go out to a brand new Escalade. Now, I mean, this, this is obviously, right. this is not something that is needed nor necessary. If you can afford an Escalade, you can feed your kids. If you can afford getting your nails done and your hair did, then you can afford to pay for your kids' food. I don't think we're asking much here.
1: No, and, and we had the same with uh, a lot of uh, children that came in that did not know English at all. And we would uh, have them in ESL. And we would pay for everything and take care of them. And there was nothing. It wasn't unusual for a teacher to help bring in clothes, coats, gloves, boots in the winter for these children that had nothing. Or even uh, furniture, uh, mattresses. So, I mean, the teachers were very generous at the school.
0: Well, I think teachers are asked to do way too much, to be honest. Kathy, thank you. And I'll elaborate on that a little bit. Um, Here's what I mean. I've heard so many stories about how if you want your kid to be in band, you've got to pay extra or the teacher's got to pay extra. If you need the, the writing and uh, and reading utensils or books or, or uh, notepads, teachers oftentimes are paying out of their own pockets, yet we're for some reason charging those paying property taxes to feed kids that are obviously being fed plenty, to feed kids whose parents have the responsibility of feeding them. And if the parents don't feed them, charge them with malnutrition, charge them with child abuse. It should not be my responsibility to to feed your kid while a teacher's going out buying pencils and pens, or as she said, maybe even blankets and pillows and jackets. It's a backward system. And if we audited this system, you know how much abuse and fraud we would see? Because the cases that that we just talked about are not unique. Somebody showing up with a brand new handbag or somebody showing up with their nails done or in a brand new car. Or their hair is in some elaborate you know, setup to, that would have cost $200 to do. You can't feed your kids? Really? I mean, there's something very wrong with that picture. Let me go back at it. It's going to be uh, Jeff in Minnesota. Jeff, what's up? Joe Paggs, you're doing God's work, and I love you for it, brother. Thank you. Um, I'm a single dad. I got
2: a nine-year-old. They gave school lunches for free to the entire school district last year. And at first it was like, okay, this is great. And you know, my whole thing is the food that they're serving my kid is disgusting, really gross. And you know, like, what are we actually? Even if the taxpayers are paying for this food, like, what are we paying for? Like, it's really bad. So, you know what? I just go and I pack my kid a lunch. He brings it with, and he's not hungry when he gets home from school. It's 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 kind of sad. The whole system.
0: Well, I hear Jeff. Well, let me add this because I've got to run. But let me add this. Not only was it to the point to where you wanted to pack a lunch for your kids so that he would eat it. still That school's still getting paid to feed your child who's not eating there. Think about that. This is about extra funding, extra money, and you're right. I have got call after call, email after email. When I talk personally with people, we're hearing about how the food is thrown away. You've got entire garbage pails filled to the brim with food that was thrown away as if it's nothing. As we truly have starving people on planet Earth, we're throwing away, uh, throwing away food that we're handing kids for free. I guess when it's free, it doesn't have much value, does it? Because they've already eaten enough. Or because it just didn't taste good. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. We're coming back.
1: Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show.